What? Why the fuck do they have? Well, one, it's they have Colin Coward, and then they have, um, what's his name? Wanstat. Fucking Wanstat. Yeah, he sucks. Colin like, Coward sucks too. Like, I like Mike seriously. Vick being on there. I like Tony Gonzalez being. Yeah, on there. me too. Those, those two, I love it. But that's what that's what I don't like about having this particular cable network is because I don't have NFL Network, and I only have NFL Network on um, like my tablets and stuff. So I, uh, I but I like the the NFL Game Day <laughs> team is what I like the most. Yeah, I like NFL Network, and that's another thing with. Since we moved, I don't have NFL Network. I don't have Access TV. I don't even remember what channel Impact comes on, but I don't have that shit either because I just I talk to my remote. I'm like, find Impact Wrestling, and nothing comes up. So I'm like, oh. find AXS TV, and nothing comes up. It's probably responding back, are you sure? The boot to the face. Comparatively speaking to the macho man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Ronnie, I told you I'd find a way back to you again. This is my yard now. Episode 45, Boot to the Face, Week 1 NFL Football. We got a lot of news going on in wrestling. I am here with my co-host, Marty Vasquez, who's feeling under the weather. Uh, so, first things first, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Boot to the Face. Uh, you can find us on all social media platforms. Instagram underscore Boot to the, or Boot to the Face underscore. Twitter at Boot to the Face. There's a Facebook page. Marty might get a Snapchat going. Who knows? We got all kind of shit going on. Um, but right now... I am joined by my host, Marty. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? How's it going? How are you doing today? I'm doing lovely. I'm sitting here sipping on some Crown and Gold Peak Diet Tea. Zeke's playing. He's signed. Fantasy football starts. Real football starts. Although I am kind of pissed the Longhorns lost to LSU last night, but that was a fun fucking game to watch. Football started three days ago. And there's, no, there's no way better to start the football season then by the best team in the league, starting off first, 1-0. If we took a poll Oh, right the bullshit-ass Bears. If That's we took a poll and said, how many people fell asleep by halftime of that game, I guarantee you it'd be at least 64. That was the most boring fucking opening game I've ever seen. Okay, so two things. One, the reason why it was Packers-Bears was because they are the most history rivalry and two teams that are in there. They, it's, it's season 100. There's a reason yeah. why those two teams were there. True. But true. If, if anybody expected anything else from that game, then they're idiots. Because if you look at the Bears and Packers, they are not high-scoring games. Never. No matter how great Aaron Rodgers is, no matter how amazing Brett Favre was, no matter how bad Jay Cutler was, it was never a high score. I think why twice, you fucking talk shit about Jay I Cutler? Think, I think twice in the last like 15 seasons – the, the it, it was more a team scored more than twenty points. Um, it just they're just not a high scoring game ever. Just oh, you got to no be mean to Jay Cutler. Fuck Jay you Cutler. You get you get Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler was my best Wait. quarterback. You get Jay, Jay Cutler, Cutler and his spouse, Aaron Rodgers and his spouse, and Brett Favre and his spouse, and you line them some bitches up and you tell me who's winning. Well, Jay Cutler was the best quarterback for the Packers. <laughs> uh, he, threw for the Packers? As, he threw as many touchdowns to the Packers as. As Rodgers and Favre do in those games. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to get into this. Boot to the Face started up a fantasy football wrestling podcast league. Uh, I have a team representing us, and I will get your input on a couple moves here and there. Smart to Death is in it. Doing the favors in it. Irish Whip has two teams in it. RJ from Ringside Ran is in it. You got Brad from Take the Bump podcast. And then a couple just random people that listen are in there. So here's my dilemma. One. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Iris Whip has got two teams. Yeah, one. I mean, are they are they are they real teams or is like one is like 
Yeti, and the other one is like just Boston's finest. Actually, that's pretty much what it is. He's uh, JP has a lot of Patriots on there. Not Antonio Brown though. I don't think. Uh, and so uh, he's probably he probably picked Edelman though, didn't he? I'll tell you my yeah. I'll tell you my dilemma. All right, as of right now, I got Prescott, Marlon Mack, Philip Lindsay, Michael Thomas, Stephon Diggs, Kittle, Rashad Penny, all starting. Now, I drafted Melvin Gordon, number one. Obviously, he's not playing this week. That's why my running back situation sucks. But I do have Michael Thomas. So just to kind of stick it to Yeti, I want to start Roethlisberger since he's a Steelers fan. So if the Steelers do well against the Patriots and he's cheering for it, he's also knowing that I'm taxing that ass every time Roethlisberger does something well. What do you think about that strategy? I think it's fantastic, especially who's the other quarterback you got? I got Prescott and I got Garoppolo. I ended up with three quarterbacks. Here's here's what I see. I don't, who the fuck does that? Um, I was man, drunk. It, oh, fair enough. Roth, Big Ben and Juju, man, they're gonna be on fire today. I just feel it. And yeah. I, oh man, I hope so because I got Juju on one of my teams, and I hope that that goes off today. So another thing, I need your help with. Stefan Diggs is questionable. He's a little banged uh, up. I, well, because I have him on both my teams. I thought that it came through that he was playing. He's playing, but he's going to be banged up. So should I leave him in, or should I start Marvin Jones Jr. with the uh, with the Lions or Sammy Watkins with the Chiefs? Uh, who are the Chiefs playing? Jacksonville. And who's the Detroit's Lions playing? playing Arizona. Who's, the, who's Detroit's quarterback? Is it still Stafford? Yeah. Big arm Stafford. I don't know why, but I felt like he fucking retired. Um... See, I, I think I, Marvin Jones would be a good one. I think Marvin Jones would be a good one. He is the number one receiver there. But, man, Stephon Diggs is a beast out there. I don't care if he's hurt or not. He's going to be getting some points. Everyone's going to be on filing. And Stephon Diggs has always let me down every time I pick really? him. Like, I, I love watching he him. He was my best receiver last year. He was averaging like I didn't have him last year. Game. <laughs> I didn't have him last year, but every year I do teams. have him, he lets me down. Well, I even named my team after him one year. Stephon Diggs, your mom. You better, <laughs> you better drop his ass there because I have him on both my teams, and I don't need him dropping down any points like that. Right, I so need I'll, him let you, I'll let you make the call, and then we'll get to some wrestling. Marvin Jones, I, uh, Stephon Diggs. I'm going with Diggs, man. All right, I'm going with Diggs. That. Y'all heard that out there in podcast land. So if Stephon Diggs shits the bed tonight, it's Marty's fault. If it's Stefan Diggs, it's the bed, and I'm fucked in three leagues then. <laughs> Especially because one of them, I have, I have Antonio Brown sitting on the bench right now. So we got a lot of news in the world of pro wrestling, Marty. Uh, let's Let me hear with, it. Let's start out with a preview of tomorrow night. It was announced that Stone Cold Steve Austin will take the place of Michael Cole, who, first off, did you watch that? Like, Michael Cole got some balls all of a sudden. He was like, AJ... You get your motherfucking ass out of here. This is a contract signing. AJ was like, shut your punk ass up, Michael Cole, before I slap the shit out of you. Michael Cole was like, you you got it. You got it. Go ahead and y'all right. beat the shit out of Braun and Seth. You're yeah. right. My bad. My bad. And so Austin immediately tweets, you know, Michael Cole needs to stay in his lane and I could do a better job. And then you got Braun saying he sees what's going on. Austin's going to get these hands if he gets in the way. Just a whole, like, combustible thing. I like it, but I don't like – it's like Austin came back into the fold, and now he's like that motherfucking family member that don't want to go home after the barbecue's done. Like, he's just he's just sticking around and sticking around. Pretty soon he's going to be the GM of NXT. I mean, Sheriff Austin making a return. I dig it. <laughs> yes. I fucking dig it. Fucking love it. You remember Brock stole his four wheel and he was pissed? Oh my god! Uh, Young kids might not remember that shit, but that was that was some good shit. I fucking love Austin. Everyone knows Austin my number one. Anytime Austin's on TV, I'm happy. Um, What I will say is that I think we're gonna get interaction with Becky Lynch. Um, I mean, you kind of had that on his show though. Yeah, but now, but not everybody watches that. And now everybody, everybody's seen the GIF on. On Twitter and Instagram and all that of her giving him the stunner though, and they probably went back and watched it because they saw what happened on social media. Probably. Um, I don't know. I th- I think that all I care about is that we get some stunners from Austin because the last time he was on TV, we didn't get a single fucking stunner, and that pissed me off. I had a rant about it. 
a pretty extensive one. Um, so his bitch ass better stone cold stun somebody this tonight or tomorrow night, and that's all I care about. Well, he took I, a I don't, last I don't time he care. was on TV. I don't care if it's the entire fucking roster. I don't care if he walks over and grabs the mic with Michael Cole while Michael Cole announces Austin to come out there and he stuns Michael Cole's ass. I really don't care. Hell, he could stun her, Renee Young, and Corey Graves. I really oh, don't you care. You leave Renee out of this. As long as Austin's throwing a stunner out there, I'm happy. Renee is a Canadian delicacy, and you leave her out of this. I'm She's saying, the new Trish Stratus. I'm just saying that nobody's safe and everyone. Speaking of nobody you, being you, safe, you remember you remember when Austin returned during the like the the invasion happened mm-hmm. and he just cleared mm-hmm. house. I want him to do that. I want him to pull up in his fucking truck, not his bullshit ass green fucking Ford Taurus he was driving on <laughs> fucking the, on his talk show, a radio show, a TV it show. It wasn't even a Taurus. I thought it was, it it was, was a, a fucking, Taurus. No, it was a uh, a Ford Focus. <laughs> no, it was a Taurus. No, you go back and watch. It was a Ford Focus because uh-huh. I've heard him talk about it on his podcast a lot. It was from his mother-in-law. It was yeah, a yeah, Ford yeah. Focus. And I, I want him to pull up in his truck, get out. And just stun anybody, whether they're backstage producer, they're a hand help, they're a superstar, they're talents, they're I don't care. From the gate he pulls into till he gets out of the ring, I want him just to stun everybody. I don't you care. Know what's, you know what's more likely to happen? He's gonna get his ass kicked by Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt's been attacking legends back and forth. What bigger legend to attack? What bigger arena to do it in than Madison Square Garden? On Monday Night Raw, Stone Cold Steve Austin makes his triumphant return after his other return. He handles the contract signing. All hell breaks loose. He clears house. He's drinking beer. And all of a sudden, the lights go out. And he's eating a mandible claw. And it goes off the air with Austin on his ass. And Bray shoving his fingers down his throat. Like, I don't like... Like, the fiend creeps me out. But you can't tell me that wouldn't be dope as hell to see that. It would be. It really would be. And I dig the fiend, and I think that would be fantastic for him this to get over on weird. Austin. Everybody that digs the fiend's a weirdo. Y'all are some creepy motherfuckers. If y'all like this, I'm sorry. You got mental issues if you like the fiend. I never that said I didn't. It's scary. I didn't say I did. And you know what? I'm gonna be watching that while I pop open a broken skull IPA and sip that shit back and watch that happen. Yeah, I've sent you my address. I haven't gotten anything, but you know it's all, you, it's all good. <laughs> You it's and everybody good. else. I, Snapchats, Twitter, DMs, everybody. Oh, like, fuck everybody else. We're talking I'm about just, me. I'm You're just saying. You're illustrious co-host. Uh, that shit's chilling, man. I got to get it cold, and then I got to like get some uh, dry ice. And I mean, you drank here. like 18 of my IPAs. You can't send me one broken skull, whatever the fuck it's called. So, I was going to send you one like eight months ago. <laughs> but that one ended up going to another state on the East Coast. And that was my oh, last wow. one. That was my oh, last wow. one. Yeah, how'd that relationship work out for you? <laughs> yeah, I'm still here. Meanwhile, <laughs> that motherfucker's over there sipping on El Segundo Brewing Company stuff. Oh, I got you, man. I got, 25, <laughs> I got 24 cans. We just got way too personal live on the air. Like, good Lord. I uh, hope you're listening. I hope. Me too. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> Edit this fucking piece out. Fuck that. This is staying. <laughs> that was classic. Oh, that was a fucking fuck. rant and a half right there. But deal with that uh, math. So, last week, Bailey turned heel. And I liked it. I didn't like the crowd cheering for her because Becky was getting her ass whooped. That kind of made me mad. But it was a heel turn, and that's what, that's what pops people now. Um, so, I posted a GIF... You know the gift of the guy like doing all the math in his head with all the formulas and shit. Yeah. And I said something to the effect of like Bailey turns on Becky and then they jump Charlotte and now Charlotte's gonna help Becky, who also turned on Charlotte last year, and it's gonna be a four horsewoman clusterfuck and who knows what's really going on. And god damn it, before you know it, tomorrow night, Charlotte and Becky team up against Bailey and Sasha. I love it. I love the four horsewoman women always being intertwined with each other. I think that's a storyline that needs to go on for the rest of all their careers. I just don't want Becky versus Charlotte every fucking month. You know, you got four of them. Tie all the shit in together, kind of like they're doing now, and let them go. Uh, How do you feel about this whole storyline? 
Um, I, here, so here's the thing. Everyone knows I'm not a fan of Sasha Banks. I just, I'm not. Um, Bailey. You don't like Bailey? Wow, really? I mean, that's clearly what. I mean, what else? If you don't like Sasha Banks, you're racist. That's first that's of all. That's where I'm at right now. That's not why I don't like Sasha Banks. I don't like Sasha Banks because she annoys the fuck out of me. Because she's black. No, because she can't talk worse <laughs> shit on the mic. And she has to over-enunciate shit. And she uses her mouth way too fucking much when she talks. Like, just fucking like calm the fuck down. I'm doing I'm loving. I'm loving that. Um. <laughs> there it was. There's that one where I got Marty. I got him. He's discombobulated. The wheels are spinning. He has nowhere where to go with that one. <laughs> the four of them intertwine. I dig it. I like it. Um, I don't want Charlotte versus Becky 500. Um, I, I, they better let Bailey better do it right this time because she's you like ain't shit, Sasha. She's like Natalia, who when Ooh. they make her go heel. Come on, man. No, no, hold on. Just let me out for a second. When they make her go heel, you can tell she's fucking trying to force that shit to come across, and it doesn't read well. And yeah. that, and that's and that's what the problem with her being heel is. I I'm okay with her being a heel as long as they do it right. Like, don't give me that. Like Natalia, when she's a heel, you can tell she's trying not to laugh and smile the whole time, and it comes off fake as fuck. Bailey is almost that same level and same degree. Now having her be heel with Sasha is a different story because I think it comes becomes more believable as long as she can feed off of Sasha. And Sasha is leading the heel pack, then that works. If Bailey is trying to be equal or bigger, which Unfortunately, she needs to be because she's the fucking women's champion. Mm-hmm. Then it, it doesn't go well. My Here's my problem with the whole scenario. Is that I'm fucking tired of Bailey being on Raw. It, you are the women's SmackDown champion. I don't care. I, the whole wildcard thing, I'm cool with. It doesn't bother me. Let people cross brands. Do whatever you want. It's cool. If you are the proprietary brand champion, fucking keep your ass on that, cha- on that, on that brand. There's no reason why this, the Raw Tag Team Champion should be on SmackDown. The Women's SmackDown Champion should be on Raw. There's just Unless you're confronting the champion themselves directly, and even then, there's no reason to be on. The only reason why that should be happening is because Clash of Champions is happening. But other than that, there's no reason for interaction of the titles to be crossing brands. I just don't like it. US, US title, Intercontinental Championship, fucking have fun with it. Do what you want. Go back and forth 24-7. Go back and forth. It don't matter. Brand-specific championships need to stay on that brand. And it just it just, it just irritates me and annoys me that, that she keeps showing up on, on Raw for no reason. I agree with you about her, uh, her attitude when she's a heel. I think some wrestlers, some people, are just natural assholes, and she's not one of them. I think well, she's nat- I think she's naturally a nice person, and it's harder for her to be an asshole than it is for Sasha Banks. Or- well, and it's to go with it this way too, when you become a heel, you need to have heel tendencies. Okay, when you're if you're a heel, you can't come out and start weaving your arms with a fucking wavy man. It just doesn't fly. Like. Come out and, and fucking cut one of them wavy men's in half or something. Poke the hole and then let the fucking thing deflate. You know, be healed. Don't come, don't be a heel and then come out and do your whole, oh, and do your little car wavy man dance because that just doesn't come off right. That was my problem with Becky's heel turn last year. One, one reason it didn't work was because they kept the same music. She kept damn near the same entrance for the first couple of weeks until she kind of she kind of started dressing a little different, things of that nature. And so, like I said, I agree. I think, I think Roman comes off better as a heel than he does as a babyface. He looks uncomfortable as a babyface. He has for like five years. And I think Bailey's the same way. I think only she's the opposite. I think she looks uncomfortable as a heel. But I don't know. Let's let's see. Let's let's give it a chance to see how it plays out. I don't know how all of a sudden Charlotte just becomes a de facto face when she's been such a like asshole. For the past like year now, and people hate her, but now all of a sudden she's supposed to be a face by default. Like that's one negative I have with the four horsewomen being intertwined is they all kind of what one of them does creates a reaction from the other one. Honestly, I'd like to see Charlotte fucking turn on Becky tomorrow night and join the other two. Like, hey, fuck it, it's and then kick kick Becky out and 
get somebody else to join and then start up an actual group and say, call it the Say what you team. want. Say what you want because I know who you want to say. I've seen your post. Just fucking say it. Don't be a bitch and, and read around the bush. Fucking throw her name out there, man. I want to see Ronda Rousey, <laughs> Charlotte, Bailey, and Sasha form. Not just be called online. I want to see t-shirts. I want to see the graphic. I want to see all of it called the Four Horsewomen. And Becky's pretty much wronged all of them. On her little meteoric rise to the top, she's got in all of their asses one way or another. And I want to see them say, you know what? Fuck her little Irish ass. We're going to come together and beat the shit out of her. And then Becky can go eventually get help. She can call on Rhea Ripley or Tony Storm or even fucking Shayna Baszler. Somebody like that. And get back up from somewhere else. Obviously, Rollins can't help her. That little bitty ass ring he bought her. Um, <laughs> you know, just just something different, man. Don't be so. I don't want to see four horsewomen, four horsewomen, because let's be honest, two of the MMA four horsewomen they ain't worth a fuck really in the ring. And I, I don't mean to sound like an asshole like that, but they're just not where the rest of them are, and they got a long way to go to get there. I shouldn't have said it ain't worth a fuck, but they're just they're on a different level than the other ones. You know, you know what. If we were to have that, and then Becky be the face, the head, the head of a face faction, got Becky Lynch. You said Rhea Ripley, who obviously is starting with, um, you know, Shayna. But then we got like the baby face of baby face women on the NXT roster that can just make that jump and be by her side. Santana Garrett. Damn right. She she needs to take over NXT. All right, if I had to pick a faction for Becky to pick, I would pick. And this is hard because Eel's a heel now, but she would be the most believable person for Becky to get help from. Eel Shirai, Shayna Baszler, and just to throw some throw her monkey wrench into all of it, Bianca Belair. Whoa. Call them up and get them. And then have them as a group that kind of like still bickers with each other because they all want to be the best, but they all still kind of fight against the heels who are cohesive as hell. I mean, this is like a year and a half, two year storyline they can make out of this. If they did it right, which of course they won't, they'll just. I'm just saying, Io and Santana, I believe, have some history together in Japan, so they that that can that can bring them together. Just saying, I don't care what it. I I don't care what it is. I just want Santana on my TV. That's all I care about. Have you seen the Becky Lynch uh, ESPN commercials? No, I haven't. Yeah, she's all over ESPN. Becky is. Yep. This is Sports Center. Uh, she's got one with like Jay Harris at a vending machine. She's got one where like she goes to Starbucks and the guy's like, "Can I get a name?" And she fucking goes off on him like, "I'm the Raw Women's Champion, Becky Two Belts, blah blah blah." And the guy's like, "No, for the cup." And she's like, "Oh, Becky, not a lot of phone, please, if you can." Just, I mean, like it's just it's so corny and funny at the same time, but it's a fucking ESPN commercial. Like it doesn't get bigger than that. Yeah. Uh, so congrats to her. Uh, moving along, we have coming up a world title match between. First off, before we get to that, Chris Jericho got drunk and lost his fucking world title at Longhorns. People, people are trying to make an angle out of it, and they're trying to be like, "Oh, Jericho's the goat." But let's be honest: the motherfucker got drunk, went to Longhorns of all places, and lost the fucking world title. How you feeling about that, Marty? I mean, he's Chris Jericho, man. He's the fucking AEW world champion. That's Is he, though? That's all that matters. Is he? He was bullshit. Some other guys running around with the real world title right now because they had a replica, and he's the AEW champion. We know who fucking has a title, and it's the person that's going to be fighting him. You know his ass has that title. Are you excited about that match? I, I, I'm excited about it. I'm also irritated by it. All right, go ahead and tell me why, and I'll tell you why you're wrong. I mean, I get it. I absolutely agree that he should be in the title picture. I think that Cody Rhodes is the absolute epitome of what should be the champion of that organization. But the, the reason that Khan said Cody is the, the perfect choice is because of his singles competition in AEW. He's had like three singles matches. And two tag team matches. And 
the his one of them was against his brother, the other one was Darby Allen, and the other one against Sean Spears. And he stole the show every time. I'm not saying he didn't. I'm saying if you're gonna com- compare, like your your competitors and what they've done, he didn't. It's not like he fought the best of their roster. And that's the only thing I. It's like okay, so he beat three lower tier level character or uh, super, um, wrestlers on their roster, and because he did that, you know what? Let me let me go go beat um, Drake Maverick. Uh, mm. Let me go beat uh, who else? Uh, uh, Bo Dallas, um, and and let me let me throw Heath Slater in there, and now I get a WWE Championship match. Uh, why? So who do you think should have been the representative standing across from Jericho? I I here's the thing. I don't think that there should have been a. This is who the 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 next the competitor is. The fact that this isn't happening until November, and we have AEW on TV happening and not. Very long, or that's near why future. I like it. Well, I think that we should absolutely have something that we should have a number one contender tournament or match or something to determine that instead of going, Oh, we he's had three, he's had four match or five matches, and three of them have been against these guys. So we're going to give him the main, the, we're going to give him the championship go around this time. Um, I'm not saying anyone else jumps ahead and is like, Oh, they deserve it more than he does. Because what he's done, he absolutely deserves to be there. I'm not going to take that away from him. I just don't. I don't like the way that it was announced that he and why he's being given that opportunity. All right. So your main eventers in AEW, as of right now, landscaping of everything: Jericho, Omega, Moxley, Cody, Hangman Page. Uh, can you think of anybody else's main event there? Maybe Pac. Now that he's there. Yeah, I would right. say that. But uh, we don't know what his contract situation is. Out of all of them, Jericho's the champ. He's already beaten Omega. He's already beaten Hangman. Uh, Cody's the only one left out of the main event picture right now. Now, obviously, they need more main eventers. And you're talking about the first pay-per-view after they start TV. So when they go into TV, they're going to be building towards this. What I don't like is that it's already been announced Jericho's defending the title at one of the TV tapings. So how can you announce Jericho versus Cody a month and a half after his first defense? You're basically telling me as a viewer that when I tune in, Jericho's not losing that title to whoever he faces that night. But as far as star power, as far as win-loss record, because it matters, Cody's undefeated. He has a draw against Darby Allin. He beat his brother. He beat Sean Spears. Cody gets the big, Cody's the biggest fucking superstar in that company without even trying to be. They're pushing Moxley as the guy. Kenny Omega came from Japan with everything there. What a and he fucking lost to Pac. Like, oh, that fucking I love that, me. by the way. I, I loved how that match ended. I loved how the match built up with Omega being uh, over-exuberant asshole the whole time. Like, he was way better than Pac. And Pac put that motherfucker to sleep. Oh, you want to play around? You want to keep trying to run against the ropes all fucking dainty and try to be all cute and shit? Oh, let me know what happens when you wake up, motherfucker. Take this L. I love that. And I love Pac talking shit to Hangman afterwards. Um, you made me completely lose my thought by bringing up Omega's punk ass, who I don't like at all. Uh, <laughs> but Cody's the man. I mean, honestly, I think Cody should have been the first champ. And I think the only reason they didn't do it is because everybody knows they can call all the EVPs they want to. This whole thing is Cody's idea. Cody gets credit for the entire AEW thing because he's the brains behind it. He's pretty much running shit backstage. And that's why he's not the first champ. And I think he should have been. So with that said, I also think it's a little bit too early for him to get a title shot because I don't think he's going to win. And I don't think it'll help him. So that's my take on the whole AEW Cody Jericho thing. Speaking of that... um... That first pay per view, which I believe is called Full Gear. Okay. Um, there was a second match, it looks like, was announced for it also. And mm-hmm. if he's back, we got Moxie Omega finally happening. Yep. And, you know, it sucks for Moxie. The guy can't. His injuries keep fucking with him. That sucks for him because well, he was on top of the world for a while. I think this in this, this his return this time should be pretty set because I believe that the surgeries that he's had to take care of it this time 
are the ones to take care of it. So I think he should be good after this. Yeah. If something else happens, but he's re- getting like his bursa sack or something like that removed from his removed. elbow. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully that does the trick. Uh, you know, I'm sure he's in good hands at home. Uh, <laughs> we have. <laughs> well, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> Uh, we haven't talked about it yet, but speaking of like AEW and All Out, like just overall, what did you think of the card? What did you think of the show? I thought it was nowhere near as good as All In was. Not because I was at All In, because I've watched All In on TV. I thought it just didn't feel big time like it should have felt. Um, that's their WrestleMania. Like they've come out and said it that every year they're going to be in Chicago Labor Day weekend. Starcast is going to be attached to it, which we can get into Starcast if you want to. I got a whole different opinion about that. Uh, so to me, it didn't it didn't have the same feel as All In had. It was a good show. Now don't get me wrong. It was like, you know, WWE's got WrestleMania. This was Survivor Series for WWE, and it's not supposed to be. This was supposed to be their WrestleMania, and I just didn't think. I thought a lot of it didn't come off well. I thought a lot of it was If this is your biggest show, man, you got you got to swing for the fences. You can you can have all that other bullshit set aside for another show. And that's just how I felt about it. Um I did. I was on vacation when it happened, which is why we didn't do a show last week cuz we couldn't get our schedules linked up. But I did after the show, I was on Talkamania's thing with them and I pretty much said the same thing. Like I didn't think this was as good a show as it should have been. What'd you think? Um, no, no, I, I completely agree. And that's why I wanted to see you get your opinion first. Um, I thought it was a, a good show. I thought it was a solid show. But for what it was, it wasn't a, a, a anchoring show. It wasn't like this is our uh, this is yep. our premiere. This is our top on this is our top you know our upper echelon of our shows. Like this, if you're gonna watch a AEW pay per view once a year, this is the one. If I was tuning in for the first time to an AEW pay-per-view, I probably wouldn't be very excited to see what they got to go on TV or the next pay-per-view. Um, I thought it was a solid card. Um, there were some matches I was like, ah, oh, fuck, that's the way they're going to go, but then okay, whatever. But I, I honestly felt like this was – so a lot of people shit on WWE. A lot of people shit on their on their cards. Um I honestly thought, and I thought like SummerSlam was a good, was a was a, actually a pretty damn good pay per view. Um, I felt that SummerSlam was a way better event, a way better event than 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 this one was. And I felt like SummerSlam had more of a of a WrestleMania esque build and story and, and feel to it than this did. Uh, it just didn't feel like this was like given the uh, production, not necessarily production, but the um, pizzazz to really build this up as this is an, this is our main thing. This is what we got going for us. Uh, I just felt like they should have had a lot more to it than what they did uh, to build up on that. I'm glad you said production because you just reminded me of something that I wanted to to get into regarding it. There was a lot of fuck ups for this show. Wrestlers fucking up. Uh, Jericho wins the title. He's standing at the top of the ramp. And you can hear the fucking producer or the cameraman counting him down. Seven, six, five. Like, come on, man. Like, this is, you got billionaires behind you. You're trying to compete with the WWE. You talk shit about them every chance you get. And then at your biggest show, all I see as a guy that's been watching wrestling for damn near 30 years is how many fuck-ups that happen. And you have to, like, it's one thing if it's all in. It's another thing if it's fighter fest, all right? But you you're you're out of goodwill now. Now it comes off as just being like y'all don't give a fuck. Like it is what it is. Y'all are going to have to accept the growing pains. No fuck that. You've had multiple shows now. You've had multiple chances to correct all this shit. And to me it seems like the production is getting worse, not better. So and I'm, you know, we've talked about this before. I'm critical of them, but I'm cheering for them. But I can't sit here and ignore shit like that that I know that the common internet fan sitting in his mom's basement would destroy the WWE for doing some of the shit that happened at All Out 4. So you some bitches need to be fair and you need to be equal in your critique. If you're not, then go fuck yourself. That's the way I feel about it. 
Because as a wrestling fan, as somebody that's paying a shitload of money for all the shows that I go to, all the pay-per-views that I buy, all the WWE Network subscriptions every month, I expect more for what I'm paying for. And I'm not just going to sit here and act as if everything's all hunky-fucking-dory when it's not. So until they write their ship, you won't catch me buying another fucking pay-per-view until, and until they come to Atlanta. They're announcing all these other fucking cocksucking cities, but Atlanta's not on there. The AEW ain't getting shit for my money anymore until they come to Atlanta. And hopefully you'll tell me that their production value is getting better. I'm done with my Rucker rant for them. Uh, question for you. Yep. We talked about this on the last show when we had Irish Whip on here. I, I polled all three of y'all. Did AEW drop the ball with Hangman? And if I remember correctly, the... The co- the collective answer was yes and no, but if he wins at all out, then the answer is no. So now that we saw that he lost fair and square to a 50-year-old drunk motherfucker who lost the belt at Longhorns, has AEW dropped the ball with Hangman Page? Uh, well, I wasn't part of that collective group, and so no, I don't think they have. I thought I, that was your answer too. No. I didn't say they dropped the ball. I said they didn't drop the ball with him yet. I thought you said, okay, I apologize then. But I just remember multiple answers being, it depends on what happens at All Out. No, because I, could, wanted Jer- could... I wanted Jericho to win the championship. Okay, so fuck Jericho. Hangman. I, I get that, but I don't think they dropped the ball with, Jericho, with Hangman yet. I think Hangman is young to where they're still building him up as... Here's the thing. You got to build one. You got to build him up because if you want him to be the the main guy on your show, you need to build him up to be bigger than Cody Rhodes. Hmm. Him winning the title right away isn't going to get him to be bigger than Cody Rhodes. Why wouldn't it be? He's the first AEW champion. Because Cody Rhodes. And as you put it, Cody Rhodes is wrestling against Drake Maverick. We're still going to be talking about Cody versus Hangman Page at this point. And the talk is going to be Cody Rhodes. It isn't going to be Hangman Page. Then have Hangman beat Cody. Okay, well that works, but it get a bigger effect if Co- if Hangman Page has to work his way up and and earn that spot and take it away from Cody rather than keep it over Cody. If that makes sense. Well, here's what I don't get though with that logic. He's been working his way. I mean, he's not a rookie. Like he was in ROH for years, and he I was supposed that. to be the next big thing. But he wasn't. So why are we getting a slow build now after they, including Cody, tell me every chance to get how fucking great Hangman is? And then you you don't give him a great build versus Jericho. You don't give him a great build since AEW started. He main events in what I thought could have been a better match. It was a good match. He main events your biggest pay-per-view, and he fucking loses right in the middle of the ring. The guy kicks out of his finisher. He doesn't cheat to beat him. He beats him fair and square. So, I don't know. You tell me. I don't know. I, I just I feel like like Hangman Page is a guy that's going to be at the top of the company and top of the industry. I don't think he's there yet. Um, <clears throat> unless you're in tune with the wrestling industry and watching wrestling, and I've watched everything that's been out there for the last three to four years, you really don't know who Hangman Page is. And like we talked last week, if you if Hangman Page is my is the champion, and I'm a new new um, a new audience and, and coming to it. I don't know who the fuck Hangman Page is, and that's not enough to make me tune into this program. Chris Jericho, I fucking know who Chris Jericho is. Guess what? He's a champion. I'm gonna tune in and see what the fuck they got going on with him. And now I'm gonna be introduced to who Hangman Page is. I don't get that either because Jericho's 50 years old. Like it's that's still the reason, Chris Jericho. That's he's the still reason one of the that... biggest names in wrestling, and okay. he's he's yeah, had one of the best run. He's had one of the best runs of his career over the last three years. Has he though? Yes. Or is it just what everybody's telling you? No, no he has. His, his matches match- have not been that great as much as everybody tells you that. His okay, matches well, have not been. I thought his, match, his first match at Omega and his uh, his matches with Naito were fantastic. Oh, and his last year in the WWE was a great year or two that he had going on there. On Mike, it was fantastic. But again, Jericho's the first champion of an upstart company that's trying to be the quote-unquote opposite of WWE, trying to be an alternative, and you get a 50-year-old former WWE guy to win your first world title against all the young guys that you have there. That's not a good look. I mean, I'm in the mic. 
clearly I'm in the minority with that logic. But if you can't see the hypocrisy well, of people, but you're like your that thought process. And, it's like, well, why don't we just go to young guy possible get the fucking title of Jungle Boy? Because Jungle Boy's not a believable champion, Marty. I'm just, saying, I'm just saying. Hangman is though. Hangman's being pushed as the guy, and yet you let he is being pushed as the guy. He's not the guy yet though. And giving him a little more time of building up as the guy. Because like you said earlier, the build-up to this match was not great. It wasn't. <clears throat> for either one of them, to be honest. Um, but they need to really put some actual production into him and build Hangman Page up as this is our guy. They have not done that yet. Because it still is. Our guy is Cody Rhodes. Our guy is Chris Jericho. You know, They put more into Kenny Omega and John Moxley than they have Hangman Page. So go back to your st- your statement. Have they, dro- have they dropped the ball? As far as that goes, I can agree with that. Dropping the ball is not as far as not making him champion, I don't agree with. <clears throat> I think not making him champion just added to the ball being dropped. I think it, I think it adds more value to him becoming the champion as he's going to have more to overcome to get that top spot. I can see that, but... Be that as it may, I'm not a fan of Jericho being their first champion. I I don't and another thing, I don't like the discombobulation of of just these tournaments that they're having, like the tag team title tournament. There was a battle royal, right? Am I correct? Wasn't there a battle royal? And then there was a two teams facing each other the last time, I think the Dark Order and the Best Friends, and whoever won got a first round bye. But the tournament hasn't even started yet. So what the fuck was the point of the Battle Royal? The winner of the Battle Royal got what? I don't know. And then they the tournament. Because, yeah, and then, because and then the Bucks are automatically in the tournament. So Yeah, and they haven't have they even won a fucking Okay, they beat Cody and, and Dustin. But they've lost to the Lucha Brothers twice, I believe, right? On AEW pay per views. Okay, yeah. Two ice on the pay per views and but they lost right. them a third time also. So wouldn't the Lucha Brothers be automatically in it since they own the Bucks' ass? I I would think so. I mean, they own their their, they own them this week or last week, right? And then the women's tournament—you have a battle royal. The winner of the battle royal faces the winner of a random fucking match between two women that not a not a lot of people know, right? And of like, course, nobody knows. And of we, course, like, the winner of the battle royal over that was match. the most predictable fucking thing that anybody could have predicted that she was gonna win. And look, I don't want to. I'm all for being progressive, but I'm not for being progressive for the sake of being progressive. Like when you're forcing it down my throat. Let's be real. Nyla Rose is not the best women's wrestler in AEW. Nyla Rose is not the best women's wrestler that was in that battle royal. That battle royal could have went to three or four other people. That would have been a way better story. But the story is the fact that she's transgender. Okay, I get it. Your first transgender champion, competitor, yada, yada, yada. I'm all for that. But I'm not for forcing it down my throat for the sake of saying that you're progressive. And then people will quickly point out how WWE does the same thing with their women's division, but they'll completely ignore what AEW's doing with Nyla Rose right now. That's another thing that just chaps my ass. But the tournament itself, I just, it's too, like, I don't know. Like, how do you have a battle royal and the winner faces two random fucking women over here? That nobody even knows about. They're on the main card. Like, how did those two women only have to beat one person while everybody else had to beat 25 or however many people were in the Battle Royal? Like, how is that fair? Yeah. And so, but the Battle Royal itself was a lot of fun. It was, it was a decent Battle Royal. Um, that's my thing with their tournaments. How you feeling about their championship selection committee? It's worse than a fucking BCS. I can't disagree with you on that. It absolutely is. It's it makes no sense as far as where they're going, and it goes all the way down. We already talked about the AEW championship and them just picking somebody. The tag team tournament it has it makes no sense. Has made zero sense since they announced it. Um, the women's match it's it's just like I don't, yeah, it makes no sense. Like the, the they didn't even show anything to show that those two women should have been, were going to reason why they were even in the singles match together to earn that spot against it. It made, there's more women on that roster who should have had a one-on-one match. And then they fought the winner of the battle Royal. And those two women should have been in the battle Royal. Um, I, I just, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I don't know why. Um, 
I, I and it, it kind of makes me cautious about them bringing out a second tier championship because of how they're going to roll it out. I don't feel they've been rolling out titles properly to get them started. And I think that's a big negative for an organization starting up. What about the actual look of the women's title? How do you like that? Um, I mean, it's, 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 it's all right. It's not like, it doesn't like stand out to me like, Oh, this is the greatest women's championship title belt ever. I'm indifferent to it. Uh, I like it and I don't like it. I, I like it looks different and it looks like a throwback. But somebody also said it looks like, you know, when you t- when you go to like a, uh, a theme park or something, and they got those little machines where you can put like a quarter in there and a quarter will smash it and put a different logo on there. They said that's what it looked like. And I have not been able to see anything different since I read the Well, and, I mean, and they like they, they made it and it kind of looks like the IC title. Um, like the color scheme, and, and I don't know. It's just like, and if the, I think it, the point that it does, I think Cody had, you know, obviously the IC title holds value to Cody. Um, so I think that that was like a like a homage to what his titles were, and that's what they kind of just brought it over as. But yeah, no, I I get the the smash quarter for a dollar at the theme park thing. Oh, like seriously. Let me put a penny in, and let me pay a dollar fifty to have my penny turned into a souvenir. It's just stupid. I hate people. Don't act like you ain't got a lot of them motherfuckers laying around I somewhere. One. I have one. <laughs> I have one, and I got it at the theme park when I was like nine years old. No, you got a only... fucking Harry Potter penny somewhere. I don't. I don't. The only <laughs> one I have has the fucking Wolfman on it from like the Universal Monsters. Like the the like that's the one I have. I don't have Hulk and Harry Potter one, even though I'm, I'm sure if I go to Universal, which I'll probably be, I'm going in a couple weeks. Um, I don't even know if they even have that shit, that Universal. Yeah, they probably have one with like fucking like Bart Simpson on it or something. Fucking minions. <laughs> well, that's all the time we got. Unless you want to talk about WoW superheroes. You watching this year? I know you didn't go. It hasn't been filmed yet, so it doesn't get filmed until the 19th. What are you talking about? The first episode oh, came on you mean, this weekend. You mean, you, mean, you mean season three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Season two, yeah. Oh, season two. <clears throat> nah, I, I, it's recording. Uh, I probably will tune into it. But yeah, because I didn't go and because Santana's not there, um, I'll tune in just to see what you know what Tesla does. Um, season three starts filming. Out, films out here on the 19th and the 20th. I might go to those um, considering I have um, I had those nights off. And check it out just to, just to go, um, but like I said, it doesn't have the re- the reason why I tuned into WoW is no longer there, so kind of takes it away from me wanting to watch it. I have to find out a way to watch it because now that I can't watch Impact, well, I guess I could watch it on Twitch, but I just don't have the patience to figure that shit out. I have to find a way to watch it because that's the only way I can watch Tessa until she gets on a bigger platform. Hopefully, her contract's up in what like another year. Hopefully she continues to own her skills and show and up at the Royal And you know, for everything I just said, I'd rather, as much as I'd love to see Tessa versus everybody on the WWE roster, I think she needs to go to AEW. I think it would be a kick in the ass for that women's division because I don't think their women's division is that good right now. Yeah, but then at that point we're gonna get more intergender matches with Tessa because the women that are there aren't gonna be able to hold a, a candle to Tessa. Well, I mean, you got uh, Priestley's there now, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Bia. Bia. <laughs> Britt Baker. Britt Baker is, is good. As a matter of fact, but you know, She is me. good. She's yeah. good, but she's not Tessa good. Eh. I mean, then again, they're really. I mean, Tessa, it kind of is on a. Tessa's a, on a different level than yeah. damn near everybody. I mean, if you put Tessa and Becky in the ring, Tessa will run circles oh, around Becky. W- without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, to yeah. be honest, like, if we're going to see like the best match possible for Tessa. Tessa and uh-huh. Sasha. I'd rather see Tessa and Charlotte, to be honest. I wouldn't. Um, and actually, to be honest, the Tessa and and Santana was. I thought those were some pretty damn good matches, even though the finishes were fucked. Would up. you fucking stop with Santana? I love her too, Marty, but god damn it! Why don't you just write her a love letter? <laughs> Make sure the guy have it. Dear Santana, <laughs> I'm writing this 
<laughs> I'm writing this while I'm recording on air. <laughs> yeah. Along with the pictures that I have of you, one while you're asleep that you don't know that I have, that wow. I'd like you to sign. Fuck, dude, don't tell her that news shit. Cheese and rice, Marty. NFL Week 1 finally kicks off. We got a lot finally, more in the world of pro Finally, wrestling. that shit kicked off three days ago. Go, Pat, go! 1-0. and oh. Strive for five. Number 14 is coming home this year. It don't matter who you are, whether you're a single star or you got six in the bank. It don't matter. That shit's coming back to Lambo where it belongs. It's called the Lombardi Trophy for a fucking reason. That's where it's coming. There's a reason why the atrium has a giant-ass trophy in it because that is the real home. Of that title trophy. Fuck the rest. Go Pack Go. I I don't even have any. I'm not even going to dignify that with a retort. Like whatever. Enjoy enjoy your week one victory. Versus the Bears motherfucker. And if the Cowboys lose today. And I'm 0-1 and you're 1-0. I, we will not be doing a show next week. So I refuse to show. Who do you I refuse to show up. And take this fucking mental and verbal abuse from you if the Cowboys are 0-1 and, and your Packers are 1-0. Fudge Packers. We play the Giants. We play the Vikings next week. Oh! So it's going to start getting good next week. Fucking yeah. Fans. Mitchell Trubisky couldn't hit a fucking open receiver if they slapped him in his... Did you see the... Never. We're not even... <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 45 Boot to the face. We talked all kind of good shit, but the talk continues on social media. Boot to the face at Twitter. Boot to the face underscore on Instagram. Find us on Facebook. You can find my boy, the Packer man himself, talking football at a bearded master. And you can find me at Rucker2020. Marty, you got anything else you want to say to the people? I do know. I'm good this week, man. This has been Chris Rucker for Marty Vasquez. Episode 45, Boot to the Face, saying... Peace! Later.